Yo, this pumpkin spice latte. Are you still just, drinking honestly, it? <laughs> at this point, pure fucking espresso. Oh, God. Um, it's so good. I told you I poured it back into the carafe and put it in the refrigerator. I'm sorry, the what? The carafe. Carafe? Mm, that sounds gross. It's a carafe. I'm 100% sure about that word. I'm pretty sure it's a carafe. <laughs> it's definitely a carafe. Because carafe sounds gross. It just sounds gross. It sounds like graph. It's a carafe. I swear to God. Like a like a gra- like a skin graft. Ew. That's what it sounds like. I don't like that. So it's a carafe. It's I poured it back into the carafe. Everybody knows what we're talking about. Now I'm really um, upset and I'm going to pull up Google Translate and have it. I feel it. like it's like vase or vase. It doesn't matter. Um. <laughs> okay, no, that... Face or vase doesn't matter. I mean, I'm sure there is. They're both, they both mean vase. All right, moment of truth. Carafe. It's carafe. No, it's carafe. It's carafe. You say it a potato. This is what's going to ruin the friendship now. No more podcast, guys. Sorry. <laughs> I say carafe because phonetically, that's how it's spelled. I used all my energy arguing about Endgame yet again. <laughs> Dude, I just, I can't with you and Endgame. There isn't a goddamn day that goes by that I don't think about that damn movie. <laughs> you upset me. I know. I upset everybody. <laughs> We're not going to talk about it right now. <laughs> all right. Fine. The argument that ends my friendship, all my friendships. <laughs> I'm going to die. That's the hill I'm dying on. That's the one I've picked. That's the hill you're going to choose. <laughs> That's the hill I'm choosing. It's a mighty tall hill. So. Oh, God. Fuck all you other guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Dude, I love how we like the same movies, but we fundamentally disagree on literally every point about those movies. Yes. Like, I... Like I said earlier, I'm going to die on the fucking hill. You're going to die on this hill. But if I was just coming to it from an entertainment point of view, I enjoyed it. If I'm coming through it as a nerd who fucking loves the comics and loves the stories and shit and appreciates good writing. um, (laughs) Bro. Anyway. You're about to get me heated again and I need you to chill. No, I'm getting myself amped up. That's the whole point of this conversation. Um, So, hello. Hello. Oh, hello. Hello. Oh, hello. (laughs) See how high I can make that voice go. Oh, God. (laughs) All the dogs come running. Um, Anyway. (laughs) Hello, everybody. Hi. Um, Welcome back to Dinner in a Murder in case anybody forgot, we're a or you're new to this, we're a foodie paranormal true crime podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Chelsea. And I'm Rose. I like threw her off. You did. <laughs> Silent ass pause. And she was like, oh, Rose just died off the podcast. I like to mix it up to confuse you, Chelsea. You threw um, me off my rhythm. Yeah. <laughs> throw him off. <laughs> John Mulaney as the fucking pig Spider-Man oh, is Spider-Pig. the best casting yes. choice of all time. Um, 
anyway <laughs> yes so we are back a little later than we scheduled um because you know it's a weird time and i suck at time management life happens um, you know yeah, because, you know, I never know what day it is, and quarantine is not fun. No, no, it's not. All. You would you would think that we would be pumping out these episodes left and right, but I... When the government tells you not God, to leave your apartment, that's when you want to leave the most. That's when you want to leave. Like, it's like when you were a kid and your parents told you not to do something. And you had and to do it. And you're like, I never, I never in my entire life ever thought about doing what they told me not to do. Until just this moment. And now I want to do it. Yes. Um, yeah. So I've just been sitting in my room because I don't have like a house to be quarantined in. So my room is everything to me. <laughs> I'm trying to pretend that I'm going to other rooms by going to the other side of my room onto my beanbag chair or going <laughs> to my sewing desk. Or going to my bed, or going to my computer desk. Oh, um, that's okay. Just my, pretending my spot on the couch rooms. has a nice permanent Chelsea butt imprint now, so it's it's all good. <laughs> and that is quarantine up in a little ball right there, all condensed for you guys. That's how our my quarantine's going at least. <laughs> so anyway, tangent over, guys. So we are back with our third installment of our first little mini series yes um which if you forgot what the topic was was strange religions <clears throat> but there is some housekeeping we have to get to first um let's see let me just say um three thousand more times for every um that you guys hear out of rose's mouth just know that there's another one that i cut out <laughs> just know that i hate you so much there's 17 other ums that i had to literally scrape scrub out of this fucking audio oh um, my I don't god know. i don't know any terminal <laughs> i made like a pencil racing fucking motion when i did it <laughs> Sure, that's how it works. <laughs> that's how it works. You get a little little digital eraser, put the mouse up to it, erase, oh. erase, erase, erase. Like zoomed in to the um, <laughs> deletes it. Oh, so God. housekeeping. Uh, we have another patron on Patreon. Yay! Uh, so we we are all here to welcome Marianne Kowalski into the fold. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you. We've clearly tricked another family member into our weird pyramid scheme. She's and not. that's how you start. <laughs> and that's how it all starts. But before you know it, Chelsea and I will be some rich ass con artist running from the FBI. But it starts oh, is that here, how that ladies goes? and gentlemen. Cool, 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 cool. It starts cool, cool. here. <laughs> awesome. Excellent. Um, and speaking of Patreon, Patreon, patrons, patrons. There we go. Uh, like, <laughs> say it the right word. Go vote for May's patron's choice for next month. We do know these are trying times and we're not expecting any, like anybody to really join our Patreon right now. But just a reminder that one, this is all over and it will be over. So just stay tuned. It, it stay home. It practice, has to safe, end. practice safe social distancing. <laughs> um, stay away, everybody. Yes. Yeah, so when this is all over and you enjoy this podcast, take the time to consider being a patron on Patreon. We love making these episodes. That really does help us through these 
hard times. It and does. And we love making these episodes for you guys. So any amount you can give really helps us keep going. Yep, yep, yep. The burp. I just talked through that burp like a. Oh my God, champ. John. Just let it out, John. <laughs> oh, excuse me. Also, keep sending us your stories to our email at dinnerandamurderpawn at gmail.com. So, like I said, part three of out of five of our miniseries. And it's going to be a little bit different because Chelsea is going to tell us about some tasty goodies, but it's not a typical restaurant that she'll be talking about. <laughs> so I'll just let her, I'll just hand the mic over to her and let her tell it. So here's the thing. Here's the thing. I haven't left my apartment in, I can't even remember. I don't even know what year it is. So. uh, It's still 2020 or what? Are we sure? (laughs) Like, it could be 2025 for all I know. Oh my God. This week, I ate at this adorable little gourmet restaurant called My Apartment. (laughs) It has. Mikasa. Mikasa. Oh, I like that better. Mm -hmm, mm Mm-hmm. It has this fabulous live-in chef named Ryan. He's great, in case anybody was wondering. Ryan made... He's all right. I've met him. No, You've met him? Oh, he's, he's all right. He's, he's, he's okay. He's all right. <laughs> he made a special new dish. Pan-fried crab cake sandwiches served on Ooh. potato buns, obviously, because you can't eat a crab cake on any other kind of roll. With homemade ramelade sauce... And a side mm. dish of Old Bay French fries. Old Bay. Old Bay. It was... Is I... Mm, it was our first time attempting to make crab cakes. And <laughs> we had to use that, like, chicken of the sea canned crab meat. So it was... Eh, it was meh. But I think it was... an. A good, honest first try at making homemade crab cakes. Not too shabby. It's a the trial and errors of newlywed adventures. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was a million times better than the first meal we cooked in this apartment. Ooh, that was disgusting. Not even going to go there. You guys are going to remember that for your 50th anniversary. I, it's going to be so cute. I will literally <laughs> remember that for the rest of my life because it was the most disgusting thing Ryan has ever made. It was nasty. She almost divorced him after that, guys. You don't know how close it came. (laughs) (laughs) It was so gross. We tried a meatloaf recipe from, like, one of his old family cookbooks, and it looked like straight-up vomit. It was nasty. Your first mistake was meatloaf. Um, Okay, no, because my meatloaf recipe, which I totally ripped off from my mother, is delicious. Ryan is just not no, allowed to I make meatloaf, meatloaf anymore. If we ever have that for dinner, that's my responsibility. I hate meatloaf. It's like it the only thing gross. I can make. <laughs> Continue what you're talking about. Were the fries good? <laughs> the fries were delicious. They were, you know, gourmet, all right of fries sprinkled with Old Bay. It was lovely. Put Chicky and oh. Pete's to shame. Okay. So, yeah. So, because Chelsea and I obviously can't go anywhere i can't even go somewhere like pick up food but no and i only have like a couple more restaurants in my backlog and honestly i'll be reaching when i do them because i haven't been there (laughs) to those restaurants in a long time well ryan saw look up their menu (laughs) one of ryan's favorite um 
cooking YouTube channels did this challenge. I think it was Babish, actually. He mm. did this challenge where you buy takeout food, but you order more than you could possibly eat. And then you use the leftovers and make something new at home. So mm. I think Ryan wants to try doing that because Babish did it. So it's got to be good, right? It's just got to be. It's got to be. Yes. For the love of God, it has to be. Um, In other news, if anyone wants something new to watch on YouTube, I recommend Binging with Babish. Binging with Babish, if you ever in your life, just put a plug in there for a person who's never going to hear this. Um, (laughs) If ever in your life you ever looked at a TV show or whatever cartoon and thought, hmm, what they're making or whatever they're talking about food wise sounds really good. He makes the food. And then he makes the it fucking better. TV shows. And then he makes it better. <laughs> the other day, Ryan made himself a steak and um, it was like a, a milk steak. Ew. That's <laughs> <laughs> so disgusting. <laughs> no, he made a really good steak and he was so proud of himself because it's like the best steak he's ever made himself at home. So he sent a picture of it to his dad and uh, he texts back. So what's Chelsea eating? And Ryan goes, oh, she's having chicken nuggets. Chicken nuggies. And his dad goes, are they dinosaur shaped at least? They were not. Were they? No, they were not dinosaur shaped. Damn it, Ryan. I know. He never buys me the good nuggets. Yeah, so um, social distance, quarantine yourself, and and sooner rather than later, we'll all get to go back out into the world again. Yes. Okay? Yes. I'm going to go so, meet my nephew for the first time ever in his life. Yeah. Everybody stay inside so Chelsea can go meet her nephew. Please. And stay inside because I want to go to Scotland during the summertime, okay? Yes. And the beach. Anyway. Um, <laughs> so please like and follow our Facebook page at... Oh, is that me? That's your cue. Oh. All right. Five, six, seven, eight. Um, <laughs> please <laughs> like and follow our Facebook page. Damn a podcast. At damn podcast. Uh, Twitter at damn pod. And Instagram at dinner and a murder. Dinner and a murder. That one's not as exciting. Um, <laughs> so we started this mini series with Satanism. Everybody's favorite. Yep, yep, yep. Then we went to Jediism. Yep. And now we're circling back around. Bring it around. You bring it town. around town. And then you do this, yep. and then you do that. And you do that. And this and that, and this and this and that. And then. And that was a weird ass whistle. Ooh, wow. All right. Today we'll be talking about Wicca and paganism. Yes. Which I. Did talk a little bit about in our first episode, so some things will be repeated. I know it. <laughs> witches. Um, witch, witch, you're a witch. Still upset I can't watch that movie. I know, but we get to talk about it later. Someone um, go buy Practical Magic so that I can watch it. Oh, I'm about to buy it, to be honest. Anyway, um, but since there's a lot of information to get through, I'm just gonna dive right on in. Do it. So buckle up. Do it. Do it. Do it. Kiddos. As you might have guessed, paganism and Wicca overlap a lot, so we'll be starting with paganism before we get to Wicca. Paganism. It's ancient. It's the stuff of little medieval Christian children nightmares. It's all blood rites and animal sacrifices, right? Yep. Yeah. Well, let's see. Let's get that octave. Are you telling me everything I've been taught is a lie? Everything you've been taught 
the the little good Catholic child you were. I'm I was sure. not. I know. <laughs> I was a non-denominational non Christian child. I'll have you know. Oh my god, you fucking heretic! Um, <laughs> oh, okay. Shots fired. I, me, as an actual baptized child of the Lord of Catholicism, um, <laughs> did not learn that pagans and Wiccans were evil people, but lots of old school ones were taught that they were evil people. So let's talk about the word paganism. Webster's Dictionary defines paganism. I'm kidding. Oh, um, dear God. Are we going to start <laughs> there? Was about to, you were about to be like, oh, I was about God, to be God. Michael Scott. Cut it. Cut it. So the word paganism was first used in about the fourth century by early Christians. Um, much older than the term Satanism, if mm. you guys recall. It was used to describe people in the Roman Empire that practiced polytheism. Polytheism? Monotheism. Theism. Okay. It's a really weird word. Polytheism. The worshiping of multiple deities. Yes. And as we all know, Christianity is monotheism and not so much a fan of polytheism. No, not they at all. They were like, no, 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 no. Thou shalt have um, no God but me. Yeah, which just sounds pretty um, full of yourself, God. Um, uh, well, I mean, he's kind of omniscient, I've omnipotent, whichever the correct seen, word is. I've seen Supernatural, and you're really full of yourself. Anyway. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Uh, they also called, they called non-Christians Hellenes. Hellenes? It's spelled H-Hell-E-N-E. Genteel or my pop-up's all-time personal favorite, the one he enjoys calling his dear old grandchildren heathen. Ah, uh, um, yes, that's a good one. <laughs> I've heard that one a lot. Uh, yeah, you always are you, you heathens. You little go heathen. To so <laughs> it's funny because genteel is a term that means non-Jew for the Jewish faith. Hmm. So then the Christians adopted that to mean you know non-Christian. Um, in fact, the term pagan was much like the term infidel or heretic for Christians, hmm. was, which was a counterpart for Gentile, like I said, used in Judaism. For the ancient Grecio-Roman uh, religion, ritual sacrifice was an integral part of their practice, so you'll yep. have that one. Yep. It was the key determining sign of whether a person was a pagan or a Christian. Sacrifice? I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I was like, I'm pretty sure there are other ways to find out. Like, the fact that you don't believe in Jesus. I mean. <laughs> or whatever. The fact um, that you're worshipping Zeus has nothing to do with it. Yeah. Uh, okay. Sure. I mean, I remember in the Bible... Moses told people to put lamb's blood over their doors. Yeah. Anyway, the word pagan was originally a pejorative and derogatory term for polytheism and implied that the practice or the individual was inferior. The rude. So um, rude. <laughs> the practices were mostly kept in rural, rural areas and was seen as, as the, quote, religion of the peasantry, unquote, because it was much easier, obviously, to convert Christians when they all lived in a city and they were all rich and yep. could travel and talk yep. to people and write and all that fun stuff. Um, for a time, Christian and pagans just kind of coexisted without too much fuss. But plot twist, uh, that changed in the Middle Ages. Mm. It wasn't so g 
good for the pagans. Uh, <laughs> I bet not. You mean, you mean to tell me that everybody didn't live in peace and harmony? That's so weird. Wow. Um, the term paganism was then applied to any unfamiliar religion, and the term presumed the belief in false gods. Hmm. Yeah. What a shame would it be if you were like, all these pagans and their false gods, but your god is the false god? Like, how embarrassing would that be? Right? <laughs> Imagine if we all died you? and went to Valhalla and Odin was like, hey guys, so uh, you were wrong. You're fucking wrong and really fucking rude to my people. <laughs> um, So let's circle back to these Helens and heathens real quick. So Helens referred to the traditional polytheist polytheistic you're really having trouble with that word huh polytheistic polytheistic okay (laughs) refer to the traditional polytheistic religion of ancient greece and the term died out with the religion by the end of the first millennium of christianity however at the beginning of christianity the early members were jewish I'm sure I shocked a lot of people. Uh, nope, not me. Um, and the Hel- Hellenic culture was the dominant pagan culture in the Roman East, hence calling them Hellens. The key word in this is culture, right? Okay. Culture. Culture. Based on pagan culture, but it did not mean that all pagans were of the Hellenic culture and not every one of the Hellenic people, you know, people who participated in Hellenic uh-huh, culture uh-huh. were pagans. Not mutually exclusive so, terms here, people. Yeah, so there's a culture, and then there's people of a religion. So the religion doesn't define the culture, and the culture does not define the religion. Yes. All right? Yes. There were a lot of issues during this time as people were all lumped together um, under the Hel- uh, under the term Hellens. And by the late 4th century, there was a growing religious stigmatization of Hellenism, and it had a negative and chilling impact on the Hellenic culture. Shocker. By this point, Greeks in general were associated with Hellenism. So now we're just generalizing everybody and their mother. An entire However, nationality. Yep. However, it turned around a bit and it was possible to speak Greek as a primary language without being assumed to be a Helen. So, like, people associated the Greek language um, with that. In fact, eventually the long-established language, both in and around the Eastern Roman Empire, became a bridge language, which would become central in enabling the spread of Christianity. So it was kind of like ironic that the language that was associated with paganism would become the language that helped spread Christianity because it was kind of like the lay people spoke Greek, the people who lived in the city, and then the Ritzy people spoke Latin, but the people who spoke Greek also knew Latin. So it would be that bridge between so they could spread Christianity throughout that part of Europe. So the Greek language was the bridge language or Latin was? Greek was the bridge language. Interesting. I always thought it would have been Latin because so many ancient Roman texts are in Latin. So it was just like in that area it became that big, like, because Greek was spoken in a much wider uh, area than it, like, what Greece is today, like the limit, true, like the true. country lines of Greece, and a lot of people who in the rural countries spoke only Greek, and then there was like these people, like I guess you would say, like kind of like the merchant class who kind of lived near the city but not yeah. in the rural towns, spoke both languages. So they're the one that people who spoke both languages helped spread Christianity to the people who only spoke Greek. Okay, does that make sense? Uh, yeah. Okay, I got you now. All right. 
Um, heathen, however, comes from the Old English and Old Norse. It comes from Old English and Old Norse, and it originates from the Gothic word hapno. I'm sure that's not how you say that, mm. which um, or genti- gentile woman being used to translate Helen in the Gothic Bible. So the first translation of the Bible into a Germanic language. So when that translation happened, the word heathen came out of that. Okay. Um, so when they were like talking about this word hap- hapno, when they translate it into a Germanic language from Old English and Old Nor- Norse, you get heathen. And that referred to Germanic pagans. So specifically the ones in like the French uh, areas, the German um, and Austrian, like all those countries right there. Heathens. Uh, are heathen. Well, they're not heathens, but <laughs> the pagans were called heathens in that those areas. And those are the Germanic germanic areas germanic okay i thought you were saying dramatic not dramatic germanic sorry germanic okay um (laughs) so overall for the most part christianity of course inherited a lot of jewish terminology for non-jews and adapted to refer to non-christians and the new terminal and this new terminology would be used in the new testament so that's how these words kind of got like spread about yep um, so paganism came to be equated by Christians with a sense of hedonism, uh, representing those who are sensual, materialistic, self-indulgent, unconcerned with the future and uninterested in more mainstream religions. Like, <laughs> same. Um, so the, the um. <laughs> first word out of your mouth in that was, I, I want to verify, it was sensual? Sensual. Well, that's just rude. Apparently, no one is allowed to enjoy sex. Nobody ever in the history of ever. Or allowed to just enjoy themselves in general. Pagans were all about enjoying themselves, and Catholics were all about the good old Catholic guilt, the repenting and never remaining idol, and all that jazz. Uh So, let's drive on over to modern paganism, or neo-paganism. So... Most modern pagan religions express a worldview that is pantheistic, polytheistic, and or animistic. But Uh, but some are actually monotheistic. And if you're wondering, you know what poly and monotheistic are? Yes. Animistic is like the belief that everything living or dead has like a like a spirit. Okay. Um, And pantheistic is kind of like you don't you're not like a outright saying there aren't other gods you're just believing in this one okay so pan is like i believe in one but i'm not saying there can't be others yes okay neo-paganism included reconstructed religions such as roman polytheistic reconstructionism and we're talking about good old-fashioned latin worship of the roman gods oh boy um a revival of the hell of hellenism so we're talking greek gods and we're talking the Slavic native um, faith. So we got some Slavic God uh, revivals going on. Oh, wow. And uh, another modern movement is uh, the Celtic Reconstructionist paganism. Um, so we got some people who are, you know, going back to the Celtic gods. Wow. Or, you know, heathenry. <laughs> um, <laughs> as, as well as modern eclectic traditions such as, ooh, surprise, Wicca. Oh, um, I wonder when neo, we'll get into that. Neo Druid, Druid. Sorry, not these are not the drawings you are looking for. <laughs> these are not the Druids you are looking for. 
neo-Druidism, which promotes harmony, connection, and reverence in the natural world, and discordantism, which is seen by most as a parody religion, but the believers of it, you know, defend themselves as being a legitimate religion. And it encourages the worship of the Greek goddess Eris, known in Latin as Discordia, the goddess of disorder. Hmm. And it's often used as a governing philosophy. So it's very interesting if you want to look it up. I read some of it about it, but it's like a lot, but it's really, really interesting. And that's interesting. So as paganism is an umbrella term, each of these groups have their own set of beliefs, are divided on their own use and concept of magic, Uh have different calendars and holidays, each view relics differently, have different relics in general, Uh and many of them use the term pagan differently. So it means different things depending on what group you're going to. Gotcha. Modern paganism is classified based on the following traits, though. Polytheism which recognizes the plurality of divine beings. Uh Um, Some are more hardcore in this belief. Others may believe these things being more of of concepts rather than actual beings. Uh, Nature-based, which is a concept of the divinity of nature, which they view as a manifestation of the divine, not as the fallen creation found in dualistic cosmos. Cosmology, which means the good, the good and evil conflict. If the dualistic cosmology is a good and evil conflict, so in Christianity we have a dualistic cosmology of God versus the devil. Yeah, and sacred feminine. Oh, I like that one. I know, right? I'll have a subscription to that, please. Who run the world? Girls. Girls. (laughs) Which recognize the female divine principle identified as the goddess, that is capital G, as opposed to individual goddesses beside or in the place of a male divine principle as expressed in the Abrahamic God. Hmm. Um, So it's like either there is a goddess, capital G, and a god, capital G, or there's just a goddess. (laughs) Who looks exactly like Alanis Morissette. Yes. I'm just saying. Oh, my God. If you guys haven't seen Dogma, I highly, 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 highly recommend it. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Today, heathen and heathenry are increasingly used to refer to those branches of modern paganism inspired by pre-Christian religions of the Germanic, Scandinavian, and Anglo-Saxon peoples. Fun fact, Uh uh Odinism has been established on a formal basis in Australia. What? Since at least the 1930s. Dude, where have I been? I need to go to Australia. I know. And in Iceland, 0.4% of the total population practices a religion. I will not pronounce this right on any level. It's Icelandic. Don't even try. It's like Astrofugliago. You have to say it in the accent. It's like Astrofugliago. Put it into Uh, Google (laughs) Translate. She'll say it right. (laughs) and that's uh just about over a thousand people in that country that follow that faith does paganism have animal sacrifices sure depending on what sect you're in but i mean catholics have special days that they eat meat jews slaughter lambs and put their blood over doors i I was about to say the the ancient jews had sacrifice too (laughs) (sighs) so that's paganism as much as, you know, you can talk about an umbrella term. 
It doesn't really do much help if you don't go into the history. And this is not a history podcast, unfortunately. Nope. Uh, so, yeah, there's a lot to look into. So we're now we're going to head over to Wicca, or as it is sometimes known as pagan witchcraft. Ooh. Wicca is a modern pagan religion. Um, Wicca was developed in England. That's where I am now. <laughs> during the first half of the 20th century, and it was introduced to the public in 1954 by Gerard. Uh, I was going to say Gerard Butler. <laughs> no, it was not by Gerard Butler. It was. I was there. Wow, he's a talented in 1954. dude. But it's not Gerard Butler. Okay, who published that book. Shocker, guys. It's Gerard Gardner, and he was a retired British civil servant. Wicca draws upon a diverse set of ancient pagan and 20th century hermetic motifs for its theological structure and ritual practices. There's no central authority figure in Wicca like there is in uh, Catholicism, aka the Pope. Yep. It's just traditional core belief principles and practices that were originally outlined by Gardner, not Butler, and a woman named Doreen Valiente. It now has different variations, but the religion continues to grow and evolve over time. Wicca has its number of diverse lineages, sects, denominations, and each has its own organizational structure hmm. and level of centralization. Centralization. Ooh. Because of this, there is some disagreement on what constitutes as Wicca. For example, the British traditional Wicca strictly follows the lineage of Gardner and considers the term Wicca to apply only to similar traditions, but not to the newer eclectic traditions. Mm -hmm. um, however, generally speaking, Wicca is typically a duotheistic religion. They worship a goddess and a god, capital G's. Traditionally, these are the moon goddess and the horned god. They may be regarded in a henotheistic way, which means not denying the existence of other deities. Okay. And are often referred to as the great goddess and the great horned god. The adjective great condones that there may be other deities within their own uh, respectful nature. Okay. So... Wicca is tradition traditionally du duotheistic, and other broader Wiccan beliefs range from polytheism to pantheism or mono monism. It was really hard for me to say that, even to goddess monotheism. <laughs> so many theisms and isms, guys. It's so hard. Wicca celebrations encompass both the cycles of the moon. So the cycles of the moon are known as espets. Espets. Aspits, as oh my god, aspits, and commonly associated with the goddess, the female deity, obviously, and the cycles of the sun, which are seasonally based uh, festivals known as sabbats, and commonly associated with the horned god, the male deity. Wicca often involves the ritual practice of magic through. I'm just gonna like breeze past that, just like oh yeah, the, the oh, ritual practice magic. of magic. No, yeah, it is not always necessary. Anyway. Wicca is a form of modern paganism, and it is the largest, best known, most influential, and most extensively academically studied mm. form of paganism. Wow. Um, so go ahead with your bad self, Wicca. It's also characterized as a form of, of nature religion and mystery religion. Mm. Uh, mystery religion means it values secrecy. Interesting. It's like a fraternity where they don't tell you all of their, like, uh, rituals and that. practices and stuff. 
Wicca is specifically a part of the esoteric known as occultism. So they believe in that shit. Mm -hmm. It's also been categorized as part of the New Age, but many, including Wicca's, uh, dispute this characterization. Some Wiccans are like, we are not New Age. Academics are like, I don't think they're New Age. So they're like very like, uh, we were here and doing Wicca shit before everybody else was doing all this other pagan shit. Okay, we are not fucking New Age. Um, okay. They're very like anti-hippie. Uh, <laughs> no, hipster. There we go. Okay. Um, I was like, hippie? Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's kind of like that where they're like, we're not New Age. Unsurprisingly, evangelical Christians have attempted to deny its legal recognition as a religion. Shocker. Wiccan practitioners themselves aren't really keen on the term religion because they associate <clears throat> the, uh, those evangelical Christians with being in a organized religion and they don't like organized religion. Okay. Like, that shit sucks. Instead, they favor uh, spirituality or a way of life because religion just can like to them condones is like really strict. You have to do this. You have to believe it this way. Yeah. And they're like... No, you can kind of just believe the way you believe. Believe what you want. Um, so when the religion first came to the public's attention, it was, unsurprisingly, commonly called witchcraft. Mm, Even yeah. Gardner referred to it as the craft of the wise, witchcraft, or witch cult during the 1950s. But in the 60s, the term Wicca was developed in Britain, and that took over um, as the formal Title, I guess you could call it. Gotcha. Label. The first recorded use of the word appears in 1962. Um, it's derived from the Old English. Oh, my God. It's spelled Wicca, but it's pronounced like Wicca. Oh. And okay. Wicca, which is actually pronounced J. It has like a weird like TJ okay. next to each other. And Odd. I'm not really sure in Old English how that's pronounced. And those terms are so Wicca is spelled Wicca and Wicca is spelled like Wicca but with an E instead of an A and they are the masculine and feminine forms of witch respectively. Okay. And that was used in Anglo-Saxon England. So they were like, hey, we should just use this old-timey word that no one is able to pronounce. We'll just we'll just say it phonetically. We're not going to learn how to actually say the old English way and that's what we're going to call ourselves. Sounds um, legit. I like it. So the point of me talking about this very fun i know everyone was like yeah i love linguistics history by adopting this term uh modern wiccans were cementing their presumed connection to the ancient pre-christian past and adopting a self-designation that would be less controversial than witchcraft but still kind of like kind of witchy connect it like kind of like bringing on that idea that those are witches so uh wiccan and witch are today used to describe different things yes though so that's got to be made clear wiccans are constantly trying to have others understand the difference of wicca and witch or i'm, I'm sorry wiccan and witch Popular shows like Buffy the Vampire Slayer and Charmed use Wicca as a synonym for witchcraft more generally, including non-religious and non-pagan forms. So that kind of like fucks it up when people are like incorrectly using the term Wicca. 
Okay. To mean which. Gotcha. Um, this mistake, like I said, results in, results in this confusion um, with other non-religious forms of witchcraft, such as Satanism yep. and Luciferanism, Oof. whose practitioners are also sometimes described as witches. Remember, we talked about Satanists being the term that replaced the term witch. Yes. So, uh, so it just confuses people who are not even pagans. Not only just not Wiccans, but not pagans. Yeah. Such as Satanists. So that was a lot of words. That's a lot to of uh, word of. meaning overlap. So that's why they're like, we don't like the misuse of Wicca because it when you're using them interchangeably with witch, because then you have confusion with we're not witches. We don't practice witchcraft as Wiccans. Like I mentioned earlier, theological views within Wicca are very, very, very diverse. That was all those isms that I could not pronounce, and I cried writing them last night. All of the theisms. Um, all of the theisms. The religion also encompasses theists, atheists, and agnostics, some viewing the religion's deities as entities with a literal existence, and others viewing them as symbols. So they're mm-hmm. super, super diverse people. So they have their own little sex, sexed. I know what Sex. you're trying to say. Why are those words so close together? They're homonyms. Homonym, homonym, homonym. Oh my god. <laughs> the belief in the afterlife varies among, uh, well, I'm sure everybody was like waiting for this part, among Wiccans and doesn't have a central place within the religion like it does in Christianity. Hmm. However, the general consensus seems to be that if an individual makes the most of their life, then in their next life is more or less going to benefit from that. So they kind of believe in reincarnation then? Well, wait. Okay, I'm sorry. Therefore, your main focus should be on your present life, not your hypothetical next life or afterlife. Hypothetical. Okay. There's like you have to make the most of this life um, because it's Cause you don't know basically what the next. only life that you for sure know that you have. And based on that, you'll either be just worm food or you'll have a good reincarnation or you'll have a good afterlife. Okay. So it kind of covers all the bases. So basically just are, be a good person. Be a good person. There are plenty practitioners that don't believe in any form of an afterlife, but it is nevertheless a common belief among Wiccans that human beings have a spirit or a soul that survives bodily death. Yep. What that means means different things to different Wiccans. So it could just be like your soul becomes one with the earth kind of thing. Yeah. Or it could mean... There's ghosts in the walls or something. So the concept and understanding of a soul also varies amongst Wiccans. So that just gets extra, extra complicated. Reincarnation, like I mentioned, is another common belief. Even on the belief on how the cycle operates differs amongst practitioners. Some think you can only come back as a human. Others think you can come back as any living being. Others think you are only reincarnated as a future Wiccan and Garner believed that the human soul rested between bodily death and incarnation and it rested in a place referred to as, quote, the Summerland. It sounds beautiful. It does sound beautiful, doesn't it? That's how we have ghosties. So they believe that that's the way that mediums are able to contact spirits from the beyond is because they're in that summer land waiting to be reincarnated okay all right i'll go with it so now now the moment you have all been waiting for magic 
Yes. So many Wiccans believe in magic. Do you believe in magic? In a young girl's heart. A manipulative force exercised through the practice of witchcraft or sorcery. That is what magic means. Everything about magic is also believed differently between different Wiccan groups, of course. All the how, what's, who's, where's, when's, all of it. Everything about magic that you can possibly come with, everybody differs on it. Who, what, when, there's where, so, why? There's so many people that believe different things. <laughs> magic is seen from being a combo of science and art and that it ch- changes with sheer willpower. Yep. To being um, the control of secret forces of nature. Many believe that magic is just a law of nature, something that is misunderstood or disregarded by contemporary science. Therefore, they don't actually see it as supernatural, but just natural. Some believe that magic is just making full sense of the five senses in order to achieve surprising results. So it's like becoming one with yourself. Okay. And one with the earth and the things around you. And that. Is what magic is. Hmm. During ritual practices, often staged in a sacred circle, Wiccans cast spells or, quote, workings um, intended to bring about real changes in the physical world. So basically, it's like vision boarding, but in a really cool ritual. They're just they're like they're positive, re- positive thinking of what you want. It's the, literally the secret. Positive thinking will bring everything. Positive thinking will bring the things that you want. Common spells were, are used for healing, protection, fertility, or to banish negative influences. There's even some Wiccans that refer to their magic as white magic and black magic they associate with evil and Satanism. Huh. That's the black magic. The white magic, they associate their magic as white magic. They associate black magic with Satanism and evil. Some modern Wiccans have stopped using these dichotomies, arguing that the color black should not necessarily have any association with evil. And I agree. Hmm. Wicca is characterized as a life-affirming religion. Many present themselves, quote, as a positive force against the powers of destruction, um, which threatens the world. Unquote. So, you know, they're all inside practicing safe social distancing right now. Yes, they definitely are. There isn't an ethical code followed universally, universally uh, by Wiccans of all traditions, but the majority follow a code known as the Wiccan Read, which states, quote, and it harm none, de what ye will, unquote. What I don't know why they wrote that? it in un- I don't know why they wrote it in old timey ways, but it means it has been interpret- interpreted as a declaration of the freedom to act along with the necessity of taking responsibility for what follows from one's actions and minimizing harm to oneself and others as much as possible. So, OK, well, you could have just weird, said that another common element of Wicca. I'm sorry, of Wiccan morality is the law of threefold return. Ooh. Echo. echo, Interesting. I want like that Wizard of Oz voice where he's like all like very boomy. The law of threefold return. I'll put it in for you. The reverberation. Yeah. So this law holds that whatever benevolent or malevolent actions a person performs will return to said person triple force or with equal force on each of the three levels of mind, body, and spirit. 
which is very similar to the Eastern idea of karma. I was literally about to say that sounds like karma. Yes. So many Wiccans are a part of environmentalist campaigns, unsurprisingly. Hmm. So, yeah, of course, they're a part of the environmentalist campaigns. They are um, really big about fighting climate change and drilling for oil and Native American lands. Many of their traditions hold a belief in the five classical elements, although they are seen as symbolic as representations of the phases of matter. These five elements are involved during many magical uh, rituals, notably when consecrating a magical circle. What are these elements you say? I bet I know. That would be air, fire, water earth and spirit yeah i knew it so yeah so that's why we have a pentagram because there's five points yeah and each point gets their own little element it's very cute so wiccans also have different ritual practices and magical tools and different events and holidays so some magical tool tools tools big summer blowout um (laughs) jesus christ (laughs) goodbye chelsea um, some magical tools include athames, which is like a ceremonial knife, uh, wands, pentacles, which are just pentagrams made out of like things and stuff like sticks and flowers and nature stuff. Okay. Uh, um, chalices, besoms, which are like this, the handle of a, um, a broom, cauldrons, candles, incense, and bowlines, which are like a weird shaped knife. Some of the major holidays are, or like I said, Sabbaths, include Samhain. Samhain. Say that. Samhain or Halloween, and that occurs on October 31st and November 1st. Yuletide, which occurs on December 21st or the 22nd, and Beltane or May Day. Uh, and that occurs on May 30th and May 1st. So there are also different rites of passages and there isn't exactly a set sacred text like the, a Bible or a Quran. Yeah. Um, but there is, everyone has like, they're kind of like, well, I don't want to say everyone, but a lot of groups have like their own individual book of shadows, um, but they differ in, uh, from group to group. So they have different kind of like practices and rites, rituals, sorry, not, well, yeah, rites and rituals and holidays, like. Yeah. The, there used to be a like Catholic um, kind of like steps by steps on how to do like Easter masses and stuff. And it's all if you've ever been to a Catholic mass, it feels like a whole like choreographed like procession. It is. So it's kind of like that where it, the Book of Shadows has like their own little how to do this for this holiday and how to do this to expel uh, negative vibes from your household. Uh, Wiccans, as per their beliefs, often align themselves with liberal ideologies, such as the Green Movement and varieties of feminism. Yeah. Um, go, girl power. Here for it. Power. Um, in fact, many neo-pagan and Wiccan groups have a strong presence of feminist ideals in their practices. All that being said, you can check your own assumptions you had about Wiccans. They are not evil. It is not an ancient religion. It is a real religion. Uh, Wiccans do not worship the devil. And since Wicca is nature based and have respect for all living things, they do not make animal sacrifices. Good. In good, fact, good, good. a lot of them are vegetarians, I think. 
I do not have a lot of time to talk about like the witchcraft that everybody's like, oh, but we wanted to hear about witches. But all you guys need to know is that it's as diverse as Wicca and its practices and beliefs, but there is just a more heavy emphasis on magic and spell casting. Okay, cool. This, as you can imagine, there is a lot of opposition from certain Christian groups. Many of them believe Wicca is a form of Satanism. Despite clear distinctions between the two, a distinction I hope that you guys understand a bit more now that we've all sat around and talked about it. Neither, regardless, are inherently evil, but it doesn't help that the, the Church of Saint has adopted the pentagram, inverted it, put a depiction of Satan in it, so... Yeah, they did that. I feel like that's where everybody's like, they're the same, man, they're evil. Anyway, so that's Wicca. So we're going to get over to the media side of things. There are, as you can fucking imagine, lots of witch shows and movies and all that freaking jazz. None of them really are about Wiccans, though. No. And there's quite a few about pagans. So let's let's get into some of the witchy stuff. So I'm sure you guys are tired of hearing this, but if you didn't know, American Horror Story has a (laughs) season about witches. It is called their third season called Coven. Shocker. Because we've talked about American Horror Story so much, I'm not going to talk too much about it. But season three is arguably one of the best, if not the best American Horror Story season. It is the least scariest and goriest of the seasons. It's a, I think it's called an anthology where every season has a different storyline. So definitely watch the third season because it has motherfucking Kathy Bates in it. Oh, she is amazing. Love her. She actually plays Madame Lori. Madame Lalori. Lalori. She's French. That was actually kind of good. Bonjour. So that's, I think, the first season that Kathy Bates comes on, and then she's like there forever, and I love her so much. It's a great motherfucking series, and if you haven't watched it, you better start. Y'all are in quarantine anyway, so you have nothing else to do. So now we're going to talk about another witch movie, The Craft, 1996. Ooh. Picture it. It is a cult motherfucking classic. What is there not to love about it? You've got Catholic school. You've got witchcrafts. You've got the 90s nostalgia. You've got Outkast and you've got Rachel fucking True and Skeet Ulrich, one of Riverdale's dilfs. So you definitely watch it. It has a 6.4 out of 10 on IMDb, a 55% Rotten Tomato score, a tragedy, a 65% audience score, another tragedy. I don't know who's grading this, a 4.6 out of 5 on Amazon, and Google coming in for the win with the 93%. Google always. It's very good. If you have not seen it, I highly, highly recommend it. And then we have... Practical magic, which we mentioned earlier. Yes. Which, which, you're a witch. witch. Came, came out in 1999, um, starring Sandra Bullock and Nicole Kidman. Quick little synopses about this. After the death of their parents, Sally and Jillian Owens moved to live with their two eccentric 
Eccentric. Eccentric. I was like, I did not say that right. (laughs) And the movie follows them trying to navigate life and love. And the one thing that the two sisters have in common is their hereditary gift for practical magic. Yes. So that has a 6.3 out of 10 IMDb. That's Freaking 21 fucking percent on Rotten Tomatoes score. Whoa. Are you kidding me? Whoa. And a 65% audience score. Dude. Oh, wait. 73% 73% audience score, sorry. Slightly better, but um, still not good enough. And a four, 46% Metacritic score. Y'all are fucking liars. Dude, you know that what? Is, it has ugh. a 91% on Google, and that is the most accurate thing I have ever seen. That um, is one of my all-time favorite movies, so they can all go eat a dick, because... Suck my dick. These are the same people that also gave, like, a 2% for uh, Hocus Pocus. <laughs> okay, Hocus Pocus is my childhood. It is everything I needed in life. And for some more 90s nostalgia, Charmed. And like I said, 90s nostalgia. I mean, I'm talking about the 1998 to 2006 series of Charmed. The OG's Charm. Not that garbage reboot that is Apple's loop fucking trash. Okay. Ooh, oh, Those you have some very feelings. strong feelings. They should cancel that reboot, bring back the original cast to help work on a reboot, and then reboot that boot. Because this ain't it, boo-boo. I don't like this show. Oh, okay? my. It has like a 40% on fucking Rotten Tomatoes and like a 70% audience score. So even people are thinking it's fucking trash, but charmed. The OG charmed. <laughs> the 90s has version. Has a 94% on Rotten motherfucking tomatoes oh my and the same score for the audience score a 7.1 out of 10 on imdb an 8.9 out of 10 on tv.com and a 91 percent google score because it is the creme de la creme of fucking (laughs) 90s early 2000s television okay it's about three sister witches who have their own problems and stuff they're you know I don't have sisters, but I feel like sometimes I can be like, you know what it's like, you know, sisters argue and butt heads and hate each other and all that fun stuff. And they also navigate their life trying to understand their magical powers, being women who are fucking working and doing their goddamn shit. (laughs) There's always somebody in there that you can like kind of identify with. So Watch Charmed. It's on the U.S. Netflix. They took it from me in the U.K. Oh, no. And I'm trying to justify buying. Do not. All eight seasons on Amazon. No. It's only $200. You don't need it, Rose. I need it. You don't. Rant over. My voice went so high. (laughs) I hate that. (laughs) So another, some more witch movies and shows. That's the movie Hereditary. Uh, oh, no, 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 and it stars the badass motherfucking Tony Collette. I love her. And it also stars Millie Shapiro. Anyway, it got a 7.3 out of 10 on IMDb, an 89% Rotten Tomato score, 66% audience score, 87% Metacritic score, and a 70% Google score. 
So another one where the critics thought it was better than the audience. And I think it's because it was fucking disturbing. Um, yeah, no, horror movies are a no-go for me, so. I I like horror movies, but, like, to an extent. I hate them. Allegedly, like I said, Cassandra, my friend Cassandra watched it. I have not. It's about witches and demons, so there's that. And then we have, circling back around, Sabrina the Teenage Witch, the original that ran from 1996 to 2003. Ugh, I don't uh, like that one. If, <laughs> I love it for the nostalgia and the goofiness. It's yeah. very kid-friendly. I mean, um, yeah, I liked but... it. It was f- entertaining, but the writing is kind of bleh. Um, it's a sitcom, it's a, I mean. <laughs> yeah, it's a sitcom. 6.6 6 out of 10 on IMDb and 8.7 out of 10 on TV.com and a 94% on Google. Wow, so those are surprisingly pretty, high scores. Pretty good consensus all the way around. And then we have what we've talked about extensively in the first little miniseries episode, and that's The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, which I think I gave its stats back then, and you know it's fucking good. Sabrina, spoiler, so if you don't haven't seen the second season or caught up or whatever, skip like a couple steps ahead. (laughs) Spoilers. This is like my little bridge from the media from witches to pagan movies and TV shows um, because in the second season of Sabrina, so as we talked about in the Satanism episode, um, Sabrina and her family are uh, satanic witches. Yep. In the second season, they introduce pagan witches, which follow pagan gods like Pan. So they do animal like sacrifices and they're very creepy and weird and disturbing and human sacrifices. Which I was going to say, they do human sacrifices. I didn't see them sacrifice an animal. Uh, obviously, real life pagans are not doing uh, human sacrifices. So that's the chilling adventures of Sabrina. And then I have just uh, three pagan movies. So the first one is The Wicker Man, uh, released in 1973. It has a 7.5 out of 10 on IMDb and 89% on Rotten Tomatoes and 82% on audience score, uh, an 87% Metacritic score and an 82% Google score. So pretty consistent. Pretty consistently average. Um, Better than most horror movies get. True. Um, And then we have a remake of The Wicker Man which uh, released in 2006, and it stars Nicolas Cage and Lily Sebesky. Um, Nick Cage in a horror movie, what? It did not do as well as its predecessor. Well, it's got Nick Cage, so. Three, hey, he is a fucking American treasure, that man. I or would you say he's a national treasure? National treasure. It got a seven. It got a three point seven out of ten on IMDb. A fifteen percent Rotten Tomatoes score. A seventeen percent audience score. A thirty six percent Metacritic score, and a fifty six percent Google score. Oof! Um, ouch! And like I said, it's the remake of the nineteen seventy three. So finally. When I'm thinking some people are like, okay, she's got to say this. If she doesn't say it, I'm not going to listen to the podcast anymore. No, I'm kidding. And that pagan movie is Midsummer, which Ugh. came out in 2019, also directed by the very disturbing Ari Aster. And it stars the absolute remarkable Florence Pooh. She was so freaking good in this movie. I've seen it. And I strangely liked it. 
Why is it strange that you liked it? It put a weird... Thinking about the movie puts me in such a weird mood feeling where my stomach clenches in within itself, but I also (laughs) enjoyed it. So I feel like it just disturbed me in like a really core way, but Mm. not to the point that I hated it. It like was weird. It's so hard to explain. Okay. Um, it was just so jarring. The fact that it's like this really like disturbing. They're in the, like a horror setting. Yeah. And everything is so bright and cheerful. Yeah. The just kind of cover jars you a bit. looks bright, but it's got a crying yeah. girl on the cover. So. Yes. So it has a 7.1 out of 10 on IMDb, an 83% Rotten Tomatoes score, a 63% audience score, a 72% Metacritic score, and a 65% Google score. And yeah, it's just, if you guys can watch it or are willing to watch it, just watch it and see if we all have that weird feeling. Like, what did we just watch kind of feeling? Like it was good? But also, I want to throw up. <laughs> wow, um, that's some so heavy that's feelings. Summer, that's a heavy feeling. Um, uh, yeah. At some point, I was like, either I am so desensitized that this isn't bothering me, or it's bothering me so much, and my body doesn't know how to cope with it. I mean, <laughs> both options are possible. <laughs> both options are possible. Like I'm very cynical. Anyway, so that's the pagan and Wiccan. Uh. God, that was a lot, guys. I am so sorry. In my brain, it was very, very entertaining. Um, (laughs) All this information was very, very interesting. So I I hope that some of you were like, oh, this is cool. This is cool. This is cool. Um, Sorry nobody got murdered in it. Um, I should You just always sprinkle some murder to keep the crowd in. Yeah. Keep keep you on your toes. Keep keep them in there. Well, I mean, Mitch Summer has murder, so you threw some murder in at the end. Threw some murder. God, I never want to think about that movie ever again. (laughs) But it was good, guys. It was really good. You should go watch it. Dear God, no. I read the synopsis on Wikipedia, and that'll do me for the rest of my life. I felt like I read the synopsis on Wikipedia, like, when it first came out. And I was like, okay. And then I just, I guess my brain, like, erased everything that happened that I read. Because I had no idea what the movie was about. Well, I mean, reading a very shortened version of it and then actually watching it are two different things. It was right when it came out. So they didn't have, like, a full, like, step my step synopsis at the time was more condensed. Oh yeah, uh, no, I read I read summary. the full like plot point by plot point synopsis because so, I didn't want to oh, watch God. it, but I wanted to know what it was about. It was very jarring. Anyway, I wanted to do this thing, and maybe it won't be a thing um, before we sign off because we talk about things that are pretty gruesome sometimes, and because quarantine sucks and our mental health is really really important. Um, and you should check on your friends, guys. Check on your friends and family. Make sure they're okay, uh, mental health-wise. So, <laughs> to yeah. end on a better note while this is happening, I was thinking, Chelsea, that we could maybe talk about something good that happened to us in the week. It could be something little, like we just started a new TV show or a new book series as you fucking read books like they're fucking candy okay Um, you know what i got kindle (laughs) unlimited and it's not been good for me okay (laughs) 
So I know it might be really hard for people to kind of think about anything that good that's happened being trapped indoors, especially if you have children. God. Um, (laughs) But I feel like we have to just take a second in this crazy, like all the days blur into one to just think about something good that happened to us, uh, something we enjoy, just the little things in life kind of thing. Anything like that, I guess I can start since it's my idea. Something good that kind of happened this week. Oh, I got my, I told you this already, so you already know. It technically happened last week, but um, I got my new dissertation idea approved. And it was something that was really stressing me out um, to begin with because it was such a heavy, my original idea was such a heavy hitter fucking very, oh my God, it was so broad and and it was going to kill me anyway. And then with all this quarantine stuff, it was going to be even harder to do. And I finally got the fucking guts to tell my supervisor that I wanted to change my topic a little bit. So that was a little bit easier and more accessible for me to research. And it was such a load off my back <laughs> that I ended up playing Sims for five days straight. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, with pee breaks. <laughs> with pee breaks. Sometimes. Sometimes I don't even realize I have to pee. Oh, so my. that was kind of like my good thing. And this week I want to try to do some yoga to keep myself a little active and not get a little hunchback from being at my desk every single day. Yeah, so that's kind of like my little good thing that happened to me and something good I want to do. Have some people hold me accountable now that it's recorded. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, you're going to do yoga, right, Rose? (laughs) I'm going to try at least start out like 10 minutes in the morning, maybe. So what about you? Well, one good thing that happened to me this week is that my brother-in-law got my nephew a set of baby Ray-Bans, and it's the cutest thing I've ever seen. Oh my god, I've seen those pictures. It's so so cute. cute. I was showing Ryan the pictures, and he goes, oh my god, he's a Carlos (laughs) from The Hangover. Your nephew is so cute. He is. He's so cute. Oh, and then also today is my sister's dog's gotcha day, which is Aww, so a very important day. day. He has been in the family for five years now. Sarge is a giant. Why don't you tell the people what Sarge is, first of all? Sarge is a English Mastiff. <laughs> for anybody who thought it was a little fucking chihuahua yes, <laughs> dog it is not <laughs> i call him my little baby boy but he's very much not a little baby he's boy. bigger than her <laughs> he's honestly yeah he's he's larger than i am yeah so that was our little our little happy corner happy thoughts just Take care of yourself is the most important thing. Um, Take care of yourself. Try not to murder your housemates or your children. Try not to murder your housemates or your children. Um. And try to find like a (laughs) second in your day to just just like reflect or do something for yourself. That's just going to help you. Don't just become like one with your couch or your bed. (laughs) So if you enjoyed this episode of dinner and a murder, please subscribe and tell your friends to tune in for more information about, you know, Wicca. And I was like, what the fuck are we talking about? So check out our website. I'm like trying to whisper. Also, please rate and review us on iTunes and Facebook. It helps so, so much to get good reviews, and we appreciate hearing from you guys. 
Yep. And if you have any questions, comments, corrections, or want to leave a suggestion, or you're a Wiccan or a pagan, um, you can leave us a message on our Facebook page or email us at dinnerandamurderpod at gmail.com. And like Rose said earlier, if you would like to help us keep our podcast going, please consider joining our Patreon. We know times are tough, so we absolutely don't expect anything from you guys. But in the future, it would be really cool if you could give us a thought. Consider it. Yes. (laughs) And please stay safe and practice social distancing. And, you know, just just hang in there, dude. It'll be over soon. All the links that we've mentioned are in our LinkedIn or LinkedIn. (laughs) are in our link tree in the description please be sure to tune in every thursday for a new episode thanks for listening and we'll see you hopefully next (laughs) thursday a one a two a squeakly to do bon Bon appetit (laughs) you say it so slow and i'm like bon appetit i'm never like sure like bon appetit (laughs) (laughs) all right bye